Hey there, and welcome to episode number 48 of Become a Guitarist Today with myself, Adam Roach. Now, in this episode, I talk to the amazing, talented bass player who's performed with the world's top bands and artists, including David Lee Roth, Mr. Big, The Winery Dogs, and Sons of Apollo, Mr. Billy Sheen. Now, it's only a short interview as I actually got stuck in traffic on the way to meet him at his hotel to do the interview in person. So, unfortunately, it only goes for about 12, 13 minutes as Billy had to leave to go to his town check and performance at the Forum in Melbourne with Mr. Big. Now, the interview was actually recorded on my iPhone, so the quality is not the best, but it was still great to meet Billy after listening to him all these years and being a big fan of his music, so it was great just to meet him in person and to hear a little bit about his playing. Now, if you do want to know more about Billy, I've actually got a link in the notes to an interview he did with, with Eric Broadbent from the EVH Gear TV, so you can check out that interview as well. So I also got to see Billy that night perform with Mr. Big uh, on stage with uh, Paul Gilbert, the guitarist of Mr. Big, doing their dual guitar solos and just ripping it up on stage. It was an amazing concert. So the band sounded incredible. And they, they also they were followed up by the band Extreme with Nuno Bettencourt on guitar. They also put on an amazing show. So it was a really, it was a really great night. So at the concert, I'm pretty sure I saw nearly every guitarist I know at the gig. From, from Melbourne, checking out two of the world's best guitarists and also one of the world's best bass players. My guest today, Billy Sheen. All right, well, here I am with uh, Billy Sheen. Thank you very much for doing this for me. All right. So, mainly, I just want to talk to you about when you very first started, how you first got into bass. Oh, I've uh, answered that question millions of times. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> all, it's all over the internet. Yeah, yeah. Just a short you could Google it, but... Uh, a guy in my neighborhood named Joe played bass, and he was cool. I wanted to be like him. Yep. Very good. Yeah, yeah I just, uh, there's a lot of questions that have been answered so much. Yeah. That's why it's, uh, we often are taken back when we got to answer, how do we get the name Mr. Big? Yeah, yeah, that's right. We made a joke about it eventually where every interview, yep. we'd line up 20 interviews in a hotel, and every interviewer would ask us, how did you get the name Mr. Big? How did you get the name Mr. Big? How did you get the name Mr. Big? How did you get so the next year in the next album, how'd you get the name Mr. Big? How'd you get the name Mr. Big? Next year in the next album, we played the song Mr. Big <laughs> to illustrate our point. Yep. And sure enough, every journalist, every person, how'd you get the name Mr. Big? <laughs> so that's why we sometimes, it's a, we answer questions about asked a lot. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a curious. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this podcast is more about people getting into playing guitar and bass. I see. Um, so I guess what would you little hints for people just starting out playing bass, I guess. Any um, so Bass is an easy thing to start with. One of the easiest lessons to... Easiest instruments to begin with. Yep. Uh, I love uh, uh, ACDC bass player Cliff Williams. Mm-hmm. Genius player, I think. But what he plays is relatively simple, and it's easy for a beginner to pick up an ACDC record and play... You won't. You'll probably never play it as good as he does. And yeah. I mean, he's got that's his thing, and it's awesome. But uh, but to, in order to get through the songs, you'll be able to do it. Yeah, that's right. which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're playing ACDC songs. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're playing Beatles songs. You know, uh, most all of my generation, we learn by getting records and playing along with the records. Mm. Uh, guitar is a little more difficult because you have to figure out chord voicings, positioning on the neck. Yep. 
where bass uh, is uh, not so much uh, that difficulty. So you can begin very easy on bass. And then, and then it opens the door to guitar, piano, drums, yep. whatever else, whatever other musical endeavor you might be into. But bass is a great entry, entry-level instrument. Yeah, it's a gateway drug to yeah. music. Yeah. So when you first started, like before any bands or anything, um, did you play like with a metronome or had, had no, a drummer? No, we played along with songs. Just songs. Yeah. yeah. We. Um, I. It's sad to see people starting these days and starting so down the wrong path so severely sit and learn scales all day in their room Uh, sit with a metronome until you get your timing right Uh, no don't do that learn learn songs play songs I just found a great article in a pretty deep jazz magazine about a by some jazz monster player and his whole point was he had a picture of a stage and an arrow and he said, this is the whole point of practice. Yeah. Get on the stage and play the song. It's true, yeah. And so for me and for everyone in my generation, we buy records, learn the songs, yep. get together with a bunch of guys and play them. Yeah, and it was, cool. uh, and we see from my generation uh, a lot of great success, songwriting success. But nobody did it the way they're doing it now. Now, I'm an old man, and, and maybe I'm just uh, being a jerk about it. Uh, and sitting around learning scales all day mm. is maybe I maybe the greatest thing ever, but yeah. not by not from my point of view. No, no I agree. You know, and and uh, as far as feel and understanding style and uh, emotion, getting it up on stage and playing it and performing it in front of people and doing it right, like you heard it off the record. Being a copy band is fantastic. Yeah. The Beatles were a copy band. Van Halen was a copy band. Yeah. Guys in ACDC were copy, I mean, copy bands before they were ACDC. Everybody yeah. was. Now guys want to start out, buy a guitar, and, and then write, get home and write their first song. Yeah. We just never thought of it that way. Yeah. If you could do that, fantastic. Good for you. But almost every great artist in every uh, genre of every form of art, from oil paintings to book authorship to classical learn from those who came before them yeah it was hunter s thompson who i forgot what book it was but it was one famous classic novel that he loved so much mm. that he sat down with a typewriter and typed the entire book mm. he read it off the page and typed it to get the feel of what it would be like to write a book that great okay, yeah. <laughs> and many great uh oil painters yep. They learn how to pl- do the masters first, yeah. how to duplicate master paintings first before they went off and did their own thing. So in, in all art, it's a very common thing to follow those who came before you yeah. and then stand on their shoulders and go further. Yeah, excellent. So do you have any, I know, places pretty much your whole life, did you have any other hobbies? Not really. Not really. <laughs> no, mostly music, yeah. music related. I, uh, I'm a big fan of a lot of music. I have an iTunes collection that's over two terabytes. Yeah. all over the map as far as stylistically goes mm. most represented is uh, rock from before 1980 yep. and classical music a lot of world music and music from almost every country in the world yep. and did you ever play the big double bass? I have I can I don't presently own one but I'm in the market for one okay. I've had three through the years yeah and I just want to ask about the guitars I mean you work with pretty much every you know, top guitarist there is, like, you know, from Steve Vai, Paul Gilbert, Richard Cox, and Bumblefoot. Um, I know you play a little bit of guitar, don't you? Uh, just a little bit. 
Neil Young style, yeah, yeah. chords. Because to write on bass, it's possible. But I, 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 I to sing, I'm singing. I, like most of my writing involves singing. Also, yeah. I'm composing music. I can do it on bass. But if I'm writing an actual song, which is singing, I'll do it mostly on guitar. Yeah. So, is there any guitarists that you haven't played with yet that you think really love to play with? Unfortunately, he passed away, uh, Paco de Lucia. And the other okay, one, unfortunately, yeah. passed away too, um, Rory Gallagher. Okay, yeah. 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 And then those guitarists you have worked with, is there anything that they've, they've done that you think, oh, I wish you, know, you could play that, or you've actually learnt from them incorporating your bass playing? It's usually the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was doing uh, hammer ons in 74 after watching Billy Gibbons do it yeah. years before Eddie. Mm. Uh, so many of the licks on Edmund Smile were my bass licks that Steve doubled later. Okay. Um, similar with Mr. Big. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, and there's no, there's no glory in that. There's no, there's no uh, virtue or gain in that at all. Uh, but uh, people generally think that everything comes from guitar. Yeah. And guitar is everything. <laughs> and guitar is the only thing. Yeah. Not only is it everything, it's the only thing. Mm. And there are drums, and there are bass, and there are keyboards. For sure. And uh, I remember seeing footage from the 30s of a band uh, performing a jazz band. Everybody in the band took a solo, yep. except for the guitar player. Oh, really? <laughs> the guitar player did not solo. Yeah. So there was a time when that was a little different. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I, it doesn't necessarily bother me, but it, 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 it saddens me to see the world think so guitar-centric. Yeah. I'll see somebody, see a sax player play this amazing, you know, some Coltrane or Charlie Parker, amazing. You go, wow, it's like, it's like he's playing lead on sax. <laughs> you, go, you, 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 oh my God, I'm, I'm just, my heart breaks that you don't understand mm-hmm. that it, that it's not, everything is not guitar yeah, and everything right. is not lead guitar. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's uh, disappointing yeah. to see people with that uh, frame of mind. Yeah. Uh, now, with uh, Sons of Apollo, so I interviewed uh, Ron a while ago. Yep. Um, yeah, he was talking about, uh, like, pretty much with the songs, like, who was it? Uh, Derek had a lot of the songs written already. Yeah. So did he, did he have all the bass lines written before you went No, uh, I knew what the fundamental roots were, but I had liberty to do what I wanted with it. But due to the fact that there's a, a lot of keyboard, there's a lot of low frequency, I kind of stayed below it and, okay. and pulled back a bit just to make the overall sound. Yep. Uh, more cohesive mm. uh, but uh, it was a kind of a different situation a lot of stuff was kind of already composed yeah, yeah. when I came in we uh, worked on a few other things I think the initial chording of uh, I Am Alive was my idea okay. I heard Ron warming up I said well, what is it he goes nothing well, play it again <laughs> let's, let's do something with that <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah so every situation is different how you put bass in it and to what degree and what kind yeah. Um, I know you've always said that the Winery Dogs is pretty much your main go-to, is it? Well, I love that band. It's, yeah. it's really my favorite band. Yeah. I love Mr. Big, and it's my heart and soul. Yeah, yeah. Sons of Apollo has been a fantastic, uh, great time. Yeah. But the Winery Dogs, I, I come from a three-piece band with soulful lead vocals. So it's very much like what I grew up with, so yeah. I do enjoy it. So they all still going, those four bands? Like Sons of Apollo... Winery dogs, and of course it Mr. Big. Have you heard? Have you heard otherwise? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, just making sure. No. Um, so, what's the plans with Winery Dogs now? Is it- uh, plan. 
There's a word. We hear that often in, in uh, interviews, uh, especially in Japan. Yeah. Will come to us and say, well, when you planned your record, did you plan to the, the song after the plan of the... Pl-? We, we didn't make no plans. There's no plan. Okay. It's a rudderless ship on a windless sea. <laughs> and what happens, happens. We didn't want to continue the album tour, album tour, album tour, album tour thing with uh, Winery Dogs because it, it really it becomes tedious. Yeah. And it doesn't lead to great songs. Mm. I do believe, in my humble opinion, the first record had some great songs on it. Second record, we got lucky too. But if we're just going to keep on doing that, jump back to the studio for a month and then go back on the road again, we wanted to go live some life because you get the best songs from living life and your life experiences. So we went out and we're all living our lives. Richie's off doing a great run on his solo thing. I've got a whole bunch of other things I'm doing. So we'll get back together. We'll have fresh ideas, new ideas. I'm not sure when it'll be, but it'll be sooner than later. Excellent. Well, that's, cool. that's probably a way to wrap it up, actually, because I know you got to go, and I really appreciate your time. Okay, sorry to make you go through traffic. No, that's all right. <laughs> it's unfortunate on day of show, uh, as I'm traveling, I don't have my bass with me because Qantas will not allow you to take an instrument on board. Oh, really? They will not, right. no matter what. Jeez. And uh, I know that from every time I've been to Australia that we have to make special arrangements to check the luggage or if it travels by truck which means I can't have a base in my room which is a serious problem for me because I I spend a lot of time on my base every day so because of Qantas I can't practice sadly (laughs) so I gotta get to the venue as early as possible but try to work out as best I can in spite of Qantas so I'm hoping to do that today so I have to unfortunately get out of here early no that's right no problem I really appreciate your time okay man alright thank you So thank you once again, Billy, for giving me the time to interview and meeting up in person. And hopefully we can do a more in-depth podcast later on. Now, another huge thank you to my sponsors, Living Music. Now, they have a a new website out, so have a look at that. And if you do sign up for the mailing list, they do offer a 10% discount. Now, Living Music have also just started dealing with Yamaha drums. So anyone interested in Yamaha drums, check out the Living Music Store's website and you'll be able to check out all the instruments they have for sale on there as well. And my other sponsor, Custom Guitar Picks. So another great company that does picks and guitar tins as well. So check out their website, customguitarpicks.com.au. And from now until the end of July, you can actually get a 20% discount on all orders on Custom Guitar Picks. So when you go to the checkout, just type in BAGT20, and then from there, you'll get 20% discount. Now, please don't forget to check out my website. And from there, you can check out all the different packages I have available for, for my guitar lessons, uh, for the people that have been on the podcast. You can um, actually download my album for free with a band called Boy Cried Wolf. And if you do want to become a, a patron of the podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. There are a lot of different ways you can sign up to, and get uh, different benefits from so please check that out. Now next week I have an interview with another guitarist from the UK, John Gom. Now if you haven't heard of John Gom, he's a, an incredible player. He does a lot of percussive stuff with the, the guitar. So actually let's have a, a quick sneak peek of John's playing now. Yeah, so join me next week for that one. So until next week, keep jamming.